Hello, and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. I'm Bob Martin, the President and CEO of Imagine America, and very pleased to host today's show. Imagine America Foundation was first created in 1982 for the purpose of helping American students understand the immense opportunities available to them in pursuing a career in the trades. For the past 20 years, I have directed the activities of Imagine America and had the opportunity to provide financial aid and assistance to more than 180,000 enrolling high school and adult students. Right now, America faces a massive skill worker shortage. Frankly, this is a recurring problem that I have seen throughout my more than 35 years in the workforce development field. Good paying jobs and careers are awaiting American students right now in the very important career areas of healthcare, information technology, mechanical, business, and arts. Imagine America Radio wants to help our listeners understand these opportunities and how they can begin preparing for careers in these fields. Today our guest is Mr. David Neal. Mr. David Neal is the President and CEO of Collegiate Housing Services. Collegiate Housing Services is a national student housing solution that works with hundreds of colleges all across the United States. Here is our conversation with David Neal about college housing. Joining me today is David Neal, uh, Collegiate Housing Services. Uh, I want to ask you, if you would, uh, step back and imagine now that you're, uh, you're on the student and the student that's being confronted with all these different uh, issues related to school. He's, he or she is enrolled, et cetera, et cetera. Now they're faced with housing. What are their options they're looking at and how do, how do you suggest that they look at them in a more efficient, effective manner? Well, I think that kind of depends on what type of school they're going to. If you're going, if you're going to a major university or college, uh, most of those are going to have their own residence life, you know, departments and and established dormitories and on-campus options. A lot of them will probably even require freshmen to live on campus in, in dormitories for the most part. Um, it, when you're thinking about those dormitories that are on campus, yeah, they still have the ones that were built after World War II with the you know two people to a small bedroom and gang showers and you know <laughs> bathrooms down the hallway. But a lot of stuff that's been developed on campus lately is much more suite style where they're offering more private bedroom options, maybe in clusters of, of four, uh, you know, four individual bedrooms around a common uh, living space. Um, and so even the, the on-campus stuff has, has become, come a long way from what you might, uh, might be thinking of as traditional dorms. You also then have major universities, you have the, you have the Greek life. Uh, so there might be options for that as well. Um, if you're not going to a major university, it, you know, you might be going to a career college. I would say that you're going to find few of those that probably have housing facilities um, on their campus. Um, and so you may be looking at either doing something on your own or working through a service uh, that, that, like ours, who, who would generate a housing program use, utilizing area apartments. Um, if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be going to the schools, I'd say, you know, get it, get started early, know what your options are. Uh, you've got to be thinking about deposits. You know, you got to be thinking about utilities. You got to be thinking about bringing furniture. You got to think about a roommate. You know, you got to be thinking about your obligations from a contractual standpoint with that roommate. So there's a few things that you probably want to be uh, investigating before you just, you know, decide at the last minute that you're going to be going to college. I think that's great. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, we worked with you, and 
uh, I'm listening to you and I'm saying there's a series of do's and don'ts and the, and it's mostly built upon, it seems to be built upon uh, uh, obstacles students uh, most likely will encounter. Now, now I want to talk specifically about um, the career college space, the career college student. In your opinion, what kind of situation, unique situation do you think the typical career college student is going to be facing when they're looking at, at, at housing? And more importantly, where should he or she be going once they go to the, to the career school? Who's that logical person there at the school for them to start to talk to? Well, it starts with the admissions representative, I think. Um, they're typically going to know what the options are as they're talking with their admissions rep. Um, about what the school is going to offer in the way of housing. Uh, some of them are going to be very uh, involved in the housing process, and some of them uh, may not be involved at all. However, they've established relationships in, in, in the area with apartment communities that have been uh, successful or, or popular uh, with the students that are coming to their schools. Again, if uh, one thing that you might want to ask is if, if you're going to a career college and if you're going to be going into an apartment, um, does that school or does that apartment offer individual leasing? Uh, because you may not know your roommate, you may not know if he's going to, he or she is going to complete school, if there's going to be, if, to the extent that you can, that you might be able to protect yourself financially, uh, whether there are transfer options, uh, whether or not there's a, at least a steady enough flow of potential uh, students that if, should there be a vacancy in your apartment and for a short while you have to help pay that additional expense, that there's somebody else that maybe can backfill that financial obligation. Uh, best case would be that everybody's on an individual lease, and therefore, if there's a vacancy or if your roommate doesn't pay uh, his or her rent, then you're you're protected from that from a financial standpoint and only responsible for your own costs. So it's a David. That's like the David Neal tip number one: individual leasing. Well, or at least think about if, it. If it's possible, I'd say that that's that's pretty valuable. It's not always popular or not always possible in. Uh, you know, at all of the schools. So you want to know, is there uh, perhaps a, a flow of students uh, start, you know, class starts uh, frequently enough that should there be a vacancy that the, the admissions people or the student services people within the school can help backfill those, uh, those vacant spots. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of problems as it pertains to roommates, location, rent, utilities, etc. What advice would you give to an oncoming freshman who may be moving somewhere completely new for the first time? To the extent you can, I'd try to learn uh, about a potential roommate. If you're coming to open houses, you're coming to orientations prior to starting school, maybe ask around and try to find other people who might be relocating as well and get a feel for who you might want to live with if, if that's an opportunity for you. You want to ask about utility, you know, think about utility costs and, and deposits and qualification uh, for uh, apartments. Um, you want to ask about number of parking spaces available uh, for an apartment. If there's going to be four of you living in an apartment, maybe an apartment community only allows two, two spots per apartment. You want, to, you want to look at your lease. You want to understand the lease terms. Uh, I can't tell you how many people that don't really understand what it is they're signing. Um, and then there's penalties or fees for breaking the lease. Um, those would be pretty standard, but you at least want to know what they are and not be surprised should you ever have to exercise that. Um, the other thing I would say is take your move-in inspection seriously. Uh, there's a lot of bad landlords out there, and they're going to uh, they're going to take advantage of you, perhaps on the backside if there's cleaning or damage charges on the back end. So it's important that you take your move-in inspection uh, seriously, and you document with pictures. And so you, there's you your there's the David Deal tip number two: <laughs> get serious when it comes to moving in. 
Because if you don't, right, you're going to pay. You're going to pay it the way out if you don't. I, I, I tell you, it's, you know, I'm in the student housing business, and my school, my son goes to um, uh, Indiana University down in Bloomington, Indiana, and they just got hit with. Not only did they lose an $1,800 deposit between he and his roommates, but they also faced a $1,200 bill on top of that. You know, asking him where was your move-in inspection? Uh huh. Didn't happen. <laughs> So, you know, he was warned about it. He was, you know, but but I got this, Dad. I got this. And so he didn't want me coming down there doing the inspection or Mom coming down there and doing the inspection with him. He and his roommates, you know, totally turned their nose up at that. But now here, here's Mom and Dad facing $2,500 on the back end. So I would take that very seriously. Yeah. Now, now I, this is pretty basic, but I, I want to I get this covered because, we again, we're talking to students. Uh, is housing... Housing typically paid for by tu under the tuition terms. In other words, if they're paying for tuition, are they typically paying for housing? Also, I'd say typically not. I mean, if the school owns the housing, um, then then they might build it into the upfront fees. Uh, but I would say typically room and board or housing uh, is uh, in addition to the tuition. Hey, David, you've been you've been outstanding in giving us your time and, and attention. Now, I'm again final question. I'm a parent or I'm a student, and I'm I'm really looking for housing. And I want to know specifically, if, if I could, um, how can collegiate housing help me? I know that you have clients and you have particular areas of the country, but do you have, uh, what do you have on your website and what kind of information might you be able to provide to people generally? Well, I would say that if you go into a major university or, or, or college, we, as you mentioned, Bob, before, we operate mostly in the career college space. So we may not be your best resource you know, to, to, to look for specific housing you know, options at major universities. And again, go to the housing, they've got a housing department, they've got a, a department of, of residence life, and they're gonna have a lot of information for you. And, and, and they're, all, they're all pretty good and, and pretty well developed. You know, if you're going to a career college and you're interested in general, uh, collegiate housing services might be able to help you. We might be working with the school that you're interested in going to already. Uh, we may be their housing provider or certainly be familiar with them. Um, and we'd be happy to try and assist in that regard. Again, our, our you might find them on our on our website. Uh, you can call our 800 number, which is 1-800-YOU-MOVE-IN, uh, see whether or not we can help. And even if we're not working with that school, we may have relationships in the area with the uh, area apartment communities that we might be able to point you in the right direction. So today's, today's uh, program of Imagine America Radio was with uh, David Neal, the head of Collegiate Housing Services located in Indianapolis, Indiana, a national student housing service uh, company. And uh, I want to thank David for his time. I want to thank David for his support of, of the foundation. And I would just urge you to go to Collision Housing Services website and or the Imagine Miracle website uh, because we have a, a, a lot of material uh, on student housing on our, on our particular website. With that, I thank you for your time and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now... Thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.